Welcome all to the very first episode of Real to Recent, a film podcast hosted by three people who discuss the latest topics in the world of cinema. The catch, we have no experience and limited knowledge of the film industry itself. I am one of your hosts, Paddy Innes. Joining me is co-host and co-founder of the show and our resident film buff, Liam Waddington. Hi, everyone. Uh, your other host is Lewis White, our resident rotten film buff. Hello. As our namesake goes, the first section of each show will have us look at and compare old original films in a franchise or theme, just to see how their modern day counterparts hold up, or if they're inevitably worse. And we're fucking, we're starting off strong this we week, We are starting we? strong. So this week we are looking at Leprechaun, and Leprechaun Returns. Yep. The Jesus. film debut of Jennifer Aniston, this <laughs> is the film debut of some... Not Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, like Leprechaun, that uh, the character's Meredith, the blonde one, who's only, like, this is her first film. She plays uh, the alcoholic uh, blonde sorority chick. I wonder if she will be the new Jennifer Aniston. I hope not. I don't know. Jennifer Aniston did not give a very strong performance in the first Leprechaun. Yeah, it was kind of embarrassing. Don't know what you're on about. Anyway, so the, the way that we'll be... Uh, going through these two movies in our main segment is I've written up a synopsis and we've got certain key audio files that we'll play for you in moments and we'll just run through uh, we'll run through those and in between we'll give our thoughts on some of the more in-depth sep- sections I wanted to say in-depth but then I realised that we're doing Leprechaun from 1993 <laughs> Two Feet of Depth We could have picked <laughs> better films Yeah but Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we... Whatever. Take us away, Lewis, please. Okay, so, set the scene. Returning to his North Dakotan shack from his trip to mainland Ireland, Dan O'Grady has made a terrible mistake. During his trip, O'Grady committed the unspeakable act of nicking a pot of gold from a leprechaun. These are details the film does not tell us. (laughs) We are never told that he goes to Ireland. And mere minutes after O'Grady and his wife are reunited... The leprechaun returns and pushes his wife down the stairs. Now, uh, there might have been a bit more nuance to them reuniting after what I uh, what I assume would be many weeks, but we can understand a word they were saying. <laughs> Although we had we were discussing whether we thought they were actually Irish or what, not. One of those actors is called Shay. No real person is called Shay. Anyway, after a fierce and not very well choreographed fight sequence, Dan O'Grady manages to lock the leprechaun inside a crate using the power of a four-leaf clover. He tries to burn the crate with a match, but he suffers from a stroke. (laughs) I didn't know what was going on in this scene. I thought he just died. I thought he just died. I thought the leprechaun, like, because I thought I heard a snap, so I thought the the leprechaun actually, like, like, made him have a stroke or something. Oh, I thought he telekinetically broke his neck. Oh, that would have been sick. He was without his gold. He didn't have enough power. Ten years later, J.D. Redding and his teenage daughter, Tori, played by Jennifer Aniston, have purchased the O'Grady farmhouse. With the help of a local misfit group, three guys who paint, uh, Nathan, Alex, and Ozzy, they plan on reuniting the house to its former glory. Noticing a sound downstairs, Ozzy lets the leprechaun out of the crate. We get introduced to him in a remarkably friendly manner. See that? The buckles on me shoes? Why, I'm a leprechaun. A shoemaker by trade. And speaking of shoes, yours could use a shine. 
You're telling me that's not a friendly introduction? Well, not really, because he follows it up by threatening to bite his like face off, didn't he? He's like, if you can't find my gold. The question we should be asking yeah. is, what has he done for the past 10 years in that box? I think he's just sat there. And I don't know... For if... 10 years? Reaction and pissing? Well, I don't know if a leprechaun needs to shit or piss. The law isn't really <laughs> branched out within the 86 minutes we have of this movie. He tells us he's a leprechaun, but also a shoemaker. An incredibly important fact for all the wrong reasons. Now, in this synopsis, I don't talk about those tiny sections where shoes are important, so I wanted to delve into that now. The leprechaun in this movie has a shoe fetish. I'm guessing you got that from the part where they throw shoes at him and he does a very erotic-looking face at the camera. Well, not only that, but he starts running around grabbing the shoes and groping them, <laughs> and then he starts polishing the shoes, and then he like starts looking at Jennifer Aniston. He's like, more, please, more, give it to me. Because it's just so awkward. <laughs> Because there's the part before where he collects all the shoes in the house, doesn't he? After he like rips, through, goes through their cupboards yeah, yeah, and he yeah. lines them up on the desk, and He's... no one really says anything about why the shoes are there. They just sort of pick them up and just be like, oh, oh, shoes. Because they like, oh, because they blame it on a bear going through the cupboards, don't they? And they're I like, think... oh, maybe the bear put the <laughs> lined all there... the shoes up. <laughs> I think there is a throwaway line where Ozzy goes, "The leprechaun said he was a shoemaker." Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, but no one believes him at that point because why? Well, he would is you? a film about a leprechaun. Well, yeah. But Ozzy's mentally slow, so no one believes him. That's why. After letting the little person out of the crate, Ozzy and Alex notice a rainbow. They run off trying to find it, which is coincidentally not that far away, and they find a bag of gold in an abandoned truck. They test the gold, and Ozzy swallows a piece. I just find it weird that the le uh, the rainbow in this movie is a literally a 2D drawing atop of the film in a time when we have digital yeah. effects. Yeah, but I doubt this film has a very high budget for that. I'd love to see it. Could you check up what the budget for I the am, film was? I'm literally just going to check up the budget. I would guess it's like 100,000, if that... Was it 1993 the film came out? Yeah. Yeah. So, Paddy says... My guess was 100,000 pounds. You say... Uh, half a million. Well, Liam, you were closer, because Leprechaun 1993 has a budget of $1 million. Oh. Jesus. What and did it, it make back? It made $8.6 million. The film felt way out of date for the year it came out. Oh, it does not feel like a movie that came out in 1993. Like, not even, like, not looks, not script. No, if, it wasn't for Jennifer, if it wasn't for Jennifer Aniston, I would have said that was an 80s movie. Yeah, but then, again, her acting was not subpar. Yeah, it but was it's a pretty atrocious. Yeah, but Liam, it's a year before Friends, so like, yeah. like looks-wise, we can place it, kind of. So uh, Ozzy and Alex, which is the little kid who it may kind of be a psychopath, because throughout the yeah. uh, the course of this movie, he starts talking about more and more violent acts that he really wants <laughs> to commit. Um, yeah, and there's a very strange friendship between Ozzy and yeah. Alex, because he treats... Ozzy like like a child like yeah. he's actually like a master and like a subordinate yes, it's really master. creepy so Alex is the little brother of Nathan who is not really in the movie that much to this point in like main events but he is the the only one of three guys who paint they take uh, they take the gold to a pawn shop to see if it's real each coin could be worth $500 but in historical value they're priceless the leprechaun however is unhappy that he's been without his gold for a decade and somehow tracks it to the pawn shop owner. Upon entering the pawn shop, he picks up a pogo stick and uses it to crush his lungs. No! No! This old lep, he played one. He played pogo on his lung. 
teach you to steal me gold. And then he steals an electric kid's car. <laughs> uh, after he nicks the electric kid's car, he, uh, I, I didn't write this down, but he travels along uh, a freeway. He gets stopped by a police officer who for some reason thinks that uh, celebrity superstar Warwick Davis is a child. <laughs> I would not call Warwick Davis a superstar celebrity at this point. He was literally... Just in Star Wars. Wicked. That's pretty much all he had done <laughs> Wait, at this wasn't point. There, and you don't even see his face. Wasn't there a complication with this movie and Star Wars? Um, basically, from what I heard, or not heard, but read, um, Warwick Davis was under contract from George Lucas. Uh, so he had to get permission from George Lucas to star <laughs> in this film. It was kind of funny because I heard a rumour that George Lucas wanted Star Wars to be about little people. Yeah. So I just think somewhere... George Lucas just might have like did he buy Warwick Davis possibly it sounds like it yeah it's just like <laughs> you you can rent my Warwick Davis to be in your film I'd I'd rent Warwick Davis for films normal films available to watch in the cinema short chase sequence um, the leprechaun manages to jump atop of the police officer and snap his neck instantly <laughs> all while cackling so back at the house Tori her dad and Nathan inspect a tree stump which we can hear a cat meowing out of after no this is before this is before? this is bef this is way before because oh, they this is this is while they're at the pawn shop isn't it oh yeah so tory's dad just gets bit by the leprechaun yeah, cause yeah luck because luckily he, does... he gets to get out he gets out of this movie yeah. by being in the hospital for the whole I, thing I, I put here that maybe he didn't have much time to film because he is in maybe 10 minutes of this entire film and he was supposed to be a central character yeah, like I said, the actor was lucky. Yeah. He managed to escape. But from what I remember from this scene, the leprechaun actually chases them on a tricycle, but ends up at the pawn shop. They are back at the house. They've uh, The leprechaun has gone through all their shoes, tasted some rip-off Lucky Charms that are disgusting, and now they're going to explore outside. Nathan goes outside with a torch, and despite being in a wide open environment with a torch, he directly steps onto a tiny bear trap. <laughs> and... It, like, cuts into the entirety of his leg. As soon as he falls down, Warwick Davis appears and tries to start beating him up. Despite this, and the fact that Nathan is in a very compromised position, he just keeps twatting Warwick Davis <laughs> with his torch until everyone comes out with an automatic shotgun. And then they blast him away. <laughs> it was just the funniest thing. that Seeing, like, a little, like, I don't know, how tall is Warwick Davis? Three foot? Three foot something-ish man just get like yanked back on a wire <laughs> multiple times throughout the movie i said when we were watching it i was like i want to see a supercut of warwick davis just fly back like a few feet from these shotgun blasts <laughs> that seems to be like a major part of these movies because we've watched two and the leprechaun gets beaten the shit out of all the time in fact in this scene he gets back up and then they just start beating him up with the shot <laughs> with the like the barrel of the shotgun and then they lay into him five more times with a shotgun shell. I know he's a beast, but he is a little man. Oh, at some point, Ozzy phones up the police and tells them that a leprechaun is attacking them. And because of Ozzy's past, where he has informed them that UFOs and the like have been trying to get him, they don't believe him. Which I think is probably the best, like one of the better means of uh, telling you why the police won't get there in time. Yeah. It's it's literally the boy who cried wolf. But yeah. then again, Jennifer Anderson's character has a mobile phone, so she could have easily rang them herself and said, 
it's not a leprechaun. Well, later in the movie, she does try and call them, but her battery runs out. The gang attempt to get Nathan away from the farmhouse because of his busted up leg. They go back to the truck, which was previously set up as having a wacky engine. It doesn't start. Alex goes to fix the engine, but Warwick Davis is hiding <laughs> under the hood. And at this point, the leprechaun doesn't even make a sound, really. He just, like, makes a, like, stupid, like, it, it's like a, a dad trying to scare his kid. He just does, yeah. like, a, a really angry peekaboo. Waddling off, because for some reason, uh, no, the leprechaun does try and attack them. I think he, like, tries to punch through the windshield. Yeah, he does. And then, and then he, he, bites... climbs, he climbs on on top of the car, yeah. which has to punch uh, the windshield in. Yeah, and then he bites Ozzy on the ear. Waddling off, the leprechaun comes out of the shed with a go-tart, a go-kart with a pitchfork attacked, attached. He starts to chase them. Which at first we think may be an attempt to puncture the car's tyres, since it is about six times bigger. Instead, he rolls it. <laughs> yeah. Does he fuck? The little <laughs> bastard somehow manages to flip over the vehicle completely with his children's go-kart. Ozzy decides to speak up and tell everyone that they found his gold and hid it in the well. Uh, Tori decides to give the angry Irishman his gold back and everything seems fine and dandy. But remember, Ozzy swallowed a piece and the leprechaun wants all of his gold back. Any thoughts about him flipping over the vehicle? Um, How did they all get out of that vehicle? Well, Are that's that... another part, because he is sort of fannying around. Yeah. Um, but I also like the part where he... Because he builds that go-kart. I think it's, like, made of an old barrel. And yeah. you hear him, like, welding. And it's just <laughs> like... Where does this leprechaun know how to weld? He's been around for, like, 600 years. I suppose, yeah. The, the car flips twice, doesn't it? It flips yeah. twice, and then they manage to get out of there with no injuries, no scratches. And they manage to carry Ozzy out of there. Yeah. Without being seen. Tori visits Dan O'Grady in the nursing home. She finds him in his chair, only it's not him. It's Warwick Davis. Mr. O'Grady, it's out. It's out of the crate. You'll believe it. No one believed it was a leprechaun. I believe it. How do we stop it? There's only one way. One way to kill a leprechaun. But I'm not going to tell you. I'll never tell you. The McGrady character was considerably less Irish in this scene than he was at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so was Warwick Davis. It's meant to be an Irish accent. Well, well, that's because Warwick Davis just pretends, uh, just <laughs> stops being Irish numerous times throughout the movie. Chase sequence happens in which the footage of the leprechaun is sped up significantly. Oh, yeah, so that, that's, a, that's a recurring theme in this movie. They speed up most of the leprechaun's actions because yeah. it is hard to believe that a man who is half the height of these characters is keeping up with them because remember he speeds away in that car that he steals from the pawn shop yep. speeds away on roller skates after looney tuning <laughs> his after looney tuning his way through a fence and is as I said when we watched it it is worse than the 60s Batman show where yep. they sped up the Batmobile you know they actually speed up the footage when he's uh, when he's fighting the kid as well do they actually? Yeah. I didn't notice that. So it's like, despite the fact that that kid has probably the same size legs as Warwick Davis, they still have to speed him up. She finds the injured Dan O'Grady dangling through the top of the elevator, and he tells her that only the power of a four-leaf clover can kill a leprechaun. Returning to the farmhouse, 
Tori is told that the well has a clover patch around it. They all go to search for clovers in where Tori is taught the power of faith. And this is where Ozzy tells her that she needs to start believing in things. And she's just like, I believe it, I believe it. And then she's holding a bunch of clovers and then like her four-leaf one just drops out. And well, then, it and hands ten gold. Oh yeah, and it was literally, the four-leaf clover started lighting up, but it was just obviously a man with a box light <laughs> holding it above her hands because every time she'd mo- she'd move her hands and the light wouldn't follow it so the four-leaf clover would just disappear like my fa- my favorite visual effects in this movie is when the leprechaun does like magic and it's got like a green uh, trail to it and then every now and again the thing that's like the trail is wrapped around moves out of place and then the trail is just off ozzy tells the little man that he's the one he wants because the gold coin that he's missing is inside him a short i mean brief chase sequence happens again in which Ozzy is attacked by a vicious Warwick Davis. Alex comes to the rescue uh, like the little psychopath he is and hurls the clover attached via gum through his slingshot. It blasts uh, down Warwick's throat and he falls into the well. But he says, I'll not rest till I have me gold. Curse this well that me soul shall dwell till I find me magic that breaks me spell. And that is the end of Leprechaun. Well, decide to pour uh, petrol down the well do. and set it alight and then it suddenly explodes. <laughs> it's one of the most over-the-top explosions ever and considering the well she was... Yeah, they were chucking petrol in a well filled with water. Yeah, which even if it lit wouldn't cause an explosion. Exactly. No. Uh, I, think, uh, I think one thing that we didn't touch on uh, much was just how much that little kid wants to kill something. Yeah. He's a pretty yeah. little psychopath. There's and a- why three guys that paint have a shotgun? Like, what? Unless it's the kids. Which is- I think it's the kids. <laughs> After watching that film, that is totally plausible. Yeah. Because- so there's one scene where he's talking to Ozzy and he's like, you give me a 9.9 uh, Magnum and I'll kill anything. <laughs> <laughs> and Ozzy's like, wow, this kid's so cool. So yeah, thoughts on Leprechaun 1993? I'd never watch it again. Didn't need to see it. It's nice to get together with friends, but I would never watch that atrocity again. You know, there's uh We're not watching Leprechaun 4, Leprechaun in Space, or whatever it's, it's called. It's Leprechaun 4 in Space. I'm just very su- surprised that Jennifer Aniston got friends after this role, unless no one at Warner Brothers... I'm surprised anyone has friends after this role. I considered leaving <laughs> way through. This is a cult classic movie. Yeah, it is. It has a cult following. Why? I hope the Leprechaun Returns, the yeah. one we're going to talk about next, becomes a cult classic film because yeah. it is legitimately better in every way. In every way, which we were very surprised about because mm. reimaginings, or no, this is technically it's a sequel. It, it um, reboots the whole franchise. Yeah, it's, it's like gets rid of the, the twist one. It's like um, the 2018 Halloween. Yeah, and where, the upcoming where they, com- they completely retcon every sequel up to that point and go back to the original to create a sequel now this is the one we can get this is the one we can get like positive review for (laughs) okay that leads us on to leprechaun returns a 2018 follow-up to the original 1993 movie just like last year's halloween and the upcoming terminator movie leprechaun returns retcons the original sequels and brings back the leprechaun on its own terms which i imagine someone out there was actually really happy about Leprechaun's coming back. I loved Leprechaun. That person is ill. (laughs) (laughs) No longer played by Warwick Davis. 
Uh, Leprechaun Returns is the best reviewed film in the entire franchise according to Rotten Tomatoes but does it deserve its whopping 40% rating (laughs) taking place 25 years after the original Tori Redding's daughter Lila is moving to the North Dakota O'Grady house to transform it into an environmentally friendly sorority house right off the bat fans of the original will be overwhelmed with nostalgia as Lila waits at a bus station for her newfound sorority sisters to pick her up, Ozzy from the original movie rocks up in his van, which I believe is the same type of van. No longer three guys who paint. It's now Ozzy who paints. He's moved up in the world. That's because Nathan's dead and Alex is in prison. <laughs> yeah, you think Alex just murdered Alex, everyone? Alex definitely went to prison. That kid yeah. was a psychopath. I'm thinking maybe he actually, like suffered mass PTSD so you know how people are like oh man I, I can't wait to kill a man and then they finally kill Warwick Davis and then they just suffer like mental episodes for the rest of their life no that kid had a bloodlust he definitely <laughs> he definitely carried on to kill I wonder if he ever comes back we're not watching any of the sequels so no. but maybe he's there just waiting to kill again uh, he tells Lila that she reminds him of somebody that he used to know Somebody that I used to know. But he can't quite place it. She casually tries to de-escalate the conversation, as it's quite clear Ozzy makes her very uncomfortable. (laughs) Using Boogly, Google, to search for taxis, there's only one service in town. Ozzy's taxi. Uh, On a side note, Boogly is probably the best Google rip-off I've seen in the film. What is it competing against? Bing. (laughs) (laughs) You you shit. Do you need permission to show Google? Google's open source, right? I don't know. And Bing's in everything. Bing's in The Amazing Spider-Man, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I believe so. That's why he couldn't find his dad. (laughs) He's using Bing. (laughs) Uh, The two make their way to the O'Grady house. During the journey, Lila tells Ozzy that her mother, Tori, passed away a year ago due to complications with cancer. And also, complications with getting Jennifer Aniston back in the Leprechaun <laughs> movies. And she's really lucky, right, that she did Leprechaun and then a year later she got into Friends and then like her career skyrocketed. Yeah. Do you think she showed Leprechaun on her... No. Her film reel? She must have, surely. Yeah. She's it, was, probably- it was her film debut. So she obviously cleared up her acting between Leprechaun <laughs> and the start of Friends. I bet personally she'll never acknowledge again that she's been a Leprechaun. What are you on about? My goal in life now is to get her to sign a DVD copy of Leprechaun. Or a Blu-ray. I would never pay for the Blu-ray for this movie. What if it was a present? I would probably take it to sex. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-owned game shop. Just in case. Um... Arriving at the O'Grady house, Lila meets with her housemates, Katie, Rose, Matt, Tori, Andy, and Meredith. Uh, As Lila heads inside, Ozzy inspects the well with the leprechaun died 25 years prior. Green Gunk, for some reason, shoots out, causing Ozzy to cough, choke, split, and the like. Driving back home, the leprechaun starts to rip through Ozzy's stomach. (laughs) And he calls him Papa. That is a thing that happens. (laughs) 25 years, then? 
I've got a lot of killing to make up for. <laughs> that little splashing sound was the splashing of Ollie's intestines. So the reason he comes back, I'm not sure if it's coming up in your notes, it's because that coin that Ozzy swallowed 25 years prior in the first movie is still inside him. And because that gold coin got close <laughs> enough to the well where the leprechaun was killed in the first one, it was enough magic to bring him back. Or at least that's our theory. No, I think so, that's no, I think that's actually how what he. I think that's what the leprechaun tells him. Like just as he's, um, as Ozzy's lying on the ground and the, he's like come out of his intestines. Well, actually, he tells him that if you're not good to your body, your body won't be good to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the only re- the only actual reason that makes sense. But why would the coin still be inside him after 25 years? Maybe Ozzy has a lot of other blockages <laughs> in his systems. So, what was the budget for this movie? Could you look that up, please? Okay. What's your guess? I don't know, because we were very concerned, because when it started, it popped up and said it was a Sci-Fi Channel original movie. And Sci-Fi are not particularly known for making the best movies in the world. I'll say... Sharknado, and was it it like a Super Anaconda versus Super Tarantula or something like that? There is no information on the budget. No. Wow, okay. Um, I would guess it's probably a few million. I'd guess it's at least a million. Yeah. At least, I'd say um, maybe like ten. There's a lot of a lot of practical effects mm. in Leprechaun Returns, which was very surprising, but it was also quite nice to see. Isn't isn't that weird? Because the original Leprechaun has a lot of digital effects, but they're very outdated. Yeah, they're for shit. time. Even for Awful. the '90s, it's outdated. For '93, like Star Wars's effects are better, and that yeah. was '79. But yeah, I would I would quite like to see who done the practical effects. Mm. Well, I've been trying to find information on this movie, but there's not even a plot summary online. So we are the first that we are the first team to summarize the events of this movie. Go yeah. us! <laughs> I hope that's not our legacy. It is our legacy. You just set in like existential gr- dread that I'm gonna be we're gonna be known as the people who summarize Leprechaun. When the Leprechauns returns, the girls all get together with pizza and booze and share a few moments around the table. For some reason, uh, I think it's Matt is filming um, Lila talk about how her mum died, despite the fact it's clearly a very personal moment. And we also find out that Meredith is a bit of an alcoholic. After some expository moments with the group working on the house, they fix solar panels, they fix a leak, and they're like, oh, you find out that Meredith is fermenting plants uh, to turn them into alcohol, and that's why she really likes nature, because she can make booze out of it. <laughs> See, that whole that whole montage bit was actually quite clever, because a film set in 2018 where people yep. have smartphones and stuff, they explained without the solar panels, yep. they couldn't have like Wi-Fi mm-hmm. reception on their phones so it was quite good to see like they were kind of I'd give them more credit because they're trying to get away from the trope of being like why don't you just call someone yeah it's so nice to see these like things good explained. attention to detail I don't want to say the only good things about this movie because it's not bad it's not great I mean no. around about the same time they're doing this we have a interaction with the leprechaun and a mailman do you remember yeah. this yeah. when he runs, o- runs over yeah. his head with the lorry so for some reason he's hiding in a in a mailbox mm. and we don't know wh- whose mailbox that is is that the house no no, no. Is it, it, it was next far door away. next door yeah because he drives no he walks away and then you see the sorority house they're building in the background but they don't have next door no, they I live swear. like 90 well they live like 90 oh, minutes yeah, away yeah. from the campus don't they so either the leprechaun stole the truck or he walked. I think he walks. <laughs> well, from the cut, it shows him walking towards the house. Yeah. So, unless it was a giant cut that 
They cut out 90 minutes. We need to see the director's cut. As the victim puts his head in the mailbox, the leprechaun makes it a permanent fixture on his noggin. Then, stealing his truck, he runs over his head. It's one of the most creative deaths. Really? Yeah, I'd say so in this movie. Hmm. It's one of the most gruesome. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that the the rebirth scene is clearly uh, ripping off aliens. Lila goes to her room, where she noticed that her uh, stuffed panda has been moved. Looking under her bed, she discovers the body of her panda. The leprechaun pops up with the panda's head and a mask. This isn't the only species that's endangered, says the leprechaun. Other members of the group start to interact with the beast, and some of these are very perverted. For example, we have this interaction with the alcoholic Meredith. <sighs> A golden shower. So before he gets like all like completely murdery. Yeah. I said he's just like a horny little prankster. Like yeah. he makes multiple puns and innuendos about just like sexual themes because as he takes off the panda's head, he um tackles the girl. What's what's her name? Uh, Lila. Lila. Yeah. And he licks her leg and he's like tastes fruity and like your mum. <laughs> also she knocks his head and, off. Yeah. And he says, You give good head. Also a key point that we missed is that she has a necklace that he touches and it boons his hand. That's something I forgot about. Major plot point. But yeah, he is very horny in this movie. More so than the last one. The last one, he was only really horny when it came to shoes. It it gets the shoe thing gets touched on briefly. Yeah, yeah. There is a moment where uh, one of the girls is hiding in a closet and she starts throwing shoes at him, and then he just lets her go so that he can organise her shoes and clean them. And he chucks some Crocs in the bin. Meredith runs out after taking a selfie with the leprechaun. One of two people to do that in this movie. Uh, she runs out screaming that an angry angry I didn't I didn't write this. An angry dwarf is on the table shouting about his gold. That's a line from the movie not being offensive. In the forest, uh, Andy is taking a leak when the uh, leprechaun approaches him, asking about his gold. After a brief conversation, this three-foot man picks up the six-foot-five uh, six jock <laughs> and launches him across the field. They initiate in a brief tussle, ending with the leprechaun telekinetically removing the fixtures of the house's solo panels, causing it to fall and split Andy in half. Uh, what did you guys think about the death? Probably the uh, best one, the most creative kill throughout the entire two films that we've watched. You said that about the mailman. Yeah. Liam, hmm. are you thinking more and more about the creativeness of this movie? Artistic yeah. integrity? There's no artistic integrity about this film. I just thought I, it no, wouldn't I, happen, but it was kind of cool to see again because I'm pretty sure it was practical. Yeah. Um, Obviously, it, I mean, not practical in the sense they like, chopped a man in half, but. Well, you never see him again. That's true. <laughs> um, after a... Okay. As the group goes inside to search for Rose at Meredith's request, the alcoholic blonde decides to lock Lila in the basement. She's made a deal with the leprechaun. Trap Lila, and he won't lay a hand on her. They all get in the car, where he's already hiding, and they do not notice. And then they just kick him in the face, and he falls out, and they drive off. Trapped in the basement... Lila finds herself interacting with a ghost version of Ozzy. For some reason that we don't know, she's the only one who can interact with him. While he can't speak, he attempts to tell him, uh, tell her how her mother and him beat the monster 25 years ago. 
It goes about as well as you'd expect until he points out that a section in the wall is hiding a map to the gold. This is where uh, the killing section begins. Following the group by flying on Matt's drone, who is, uh, he's another guy who is just, he's just filming the events of the house. He's not very important at all. In fact, I think he does less than Andy does, and Andy gets split in half about 30 minutes into the movie. No, he causes a distraction, so Katie and Laurel can get away. Katie and... What's the... Lila? Lila. That's the main character of the movie. You really didn't enjoy this, did you? No, I didn't. It was a struggle to get through. I won't lie. (laughs) (laughs) The leprechaun starts hunting the teens. Uh, Meredith, despite her deal with the leprechaun, uh, gets a sprinkler to the throat, comedically sprinkling out blood as she falls to the ground. Yeah, we we originally thought that she was being covered in oil and he was going to yeah, set her yeah. alight. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. But no, he was just ripping apart sprinklers and launching them at her. Yeah. And then somehow one got jammed in her throat. And now maybe my favourite kill in the entire movie is that Matt is he's standing next to a tree controlling his drone. And then the leprechaun comes in and he's he uh, starts levitating the drone towards Matt. Despite the fact that Matt could have ran away, he instead stands there screaming as the drone slowly starts moving towards him and cutting him in the throat. Do you want me to play the clip? Uh, yeah, Yeah. go on then. Lights, camera, decapitation. Goddammit! Why you look so sore? Audiences love lots of gore. Help! As long as you don't let it get to your head. That entire sequence, he's just staring there, like standing and staring at that drone come towards him. Isn't it physically impossible to cut yourself on a drone? No, you can cut yourself. Yeah. You just wouldn't be able to cut for a spine. Yeah, that's what that's what I mean. Levitation. Yeah. Telekinesis. It's all explained in the in the background information of the movie. Well, because you were mentioning, if he just puts his hands out, the drone would stop. Yeah. All he has to do is punch actually, the plastic. It's actually like it's it's quite a large drone. I yeah. don't know the the make. I'll just say a phantom drone. And it's actually he could grab the drone, mm. for like from the arms that the motors connect to and just stop it. Yeah. It was completely ridiculous. And his arms are right at this point. Yeah. As he goes, no! It was an avoidable death. It was the most avoidable death in the movie. It's Mm. one of the most avoidable deaths in movies. It's literally that Austin Powers moment where he's going towards them with a steamroller. And the guy's just screaming no, and there's an entire, like, hallway of them, like... And they're just like, no, just move, just move, just get out of the way. And he's just like, no! (laughs) It's okay, we're near the end of the movie. Lila, Rose, and Katie meet up at the old car from the first movie, bound to send a a massive chill of nostalgia down your spine. They find the half-empty pot of gold, and Rose tells everyone that she stole the gold to pay for equipment for the house. When they propose they just go to the pawn shop and get the gold back, she informs them that it's in another city. What a knob. That, that's because the screenplay is atrocious. Atrocious isn't the word I'd use. What, it's got some good gags in there. What? Sex gags? Not just the horny leprechaun. There are some fourth wall breaks about, uh, like, for example, when um, Andy gets split in half, or is that the guy that gets... Mo- yeah, Andy gets split in half. And uh, Who cares at this point what they're <laughs> called? 
<laughs> and Katie is like, is he dead? I think he should be dead, but I don't know if he's dead for sure. <laughs> Lila then decides to tell the group about the necklace that her mum gave her, the thing that harmed the leprechaun earlier on in the movie. They state that it's made of false gold, something they could easily make at the house as it's just a form of iron alloy. What a convenient place for a final battle. Under the guise of trying to give the monster back his gold, Lila passes the pot of gold back to him, but he is tricked, for in fact, the pot is full of tampons. Because tampon humour. Yeah, that, that's some early 2000s humour right there. <laughs> that was a lot of tampons, though. Yeah, it was. I know there's like five girls in the house, but that pot was not small. Yeah, but they want to be there for like a year. They're not... Th- I mean, all things considering, Amazon might still work for their house. They have the internet. The mailman goes there. Well, not anymore. Are you all right, Paddy? Yeah. I'm just keeping an eye on the time, because we've been going for nearly an hour. Shit. And we haven't even touched the Oscars. Uh, once tricked, Lila and the other girls pop out and attack the leprechaun with false gold, exploding into green goo. The monster should be dead, right? No, because this is a modern horror film. As they start to craft a place to start a pyre, Rose begins to sweep up the remains. Unbeknownst to her, the leprechaun splits into many smaller leprechauns. Uh, she bites one in half, but the rest overpower her and force her to fall on one of her trophies in the shape of a shovel. Lila and Katie, were, that's the worst death in the movie, as in, like, mm. least... I would say the least creative, but just most standard. Lila and Katie work together to set the O'Grady house on fire. Exiting through the hole in the basement, Lila discovered e- earlier the leprechaun starts to burn to death. After a fade out and fade in again, the leprechaun is seen attempting to hitchhike back to the place where his gold is hidden. You know, once... They exploded them the first time. Yeah. They could have just cut the movie. But instead, they had to go on for an extra 20 minutes. Well, it is because they did explain earlier on in the movie that if the leprechaun... If a piece of the leprechaun remains, then he can come back. And in the second explosion, a piece of his hat remained. Yeah. That's how he managed to come back. I mean, like, think about Child's Play, where you're told if he gets shot in the heart, he dies, but at the end of the movie, he comes back anyway. Okay, yeah, true. He comes back, like, three times in that movie. At least he only comes back twice. But in terms of actual length, in terms of an actual good send-off, a finishing point, the first explosion when they kill him would have done the trick. If I... they just burned him at the pyre, <laughs> that would have been a more satisfying ending they having come back with little leprechauns. I uh, know. I quite then... like the part where she bit one of their heads off. <laughs> I enjoy. I enjoyed that part of the movie. I just didn't enjoy the fact that the movie carries on. Yeah. But no, yeah. It didn't. It really didn't need to. What did you guys think of Leprechaun Returns? Better than the original, surprisingly. Because usually, more, more, in more cases, the original is completely exceeds the remake. In your opinion. No, Go on then, give, give one example. I think it's be- true. The leprechaun holds his Irish accent much better. Yeah. The acting is... Significantly better. Yeah, than the Even Ozzy. Ozzy is not terrible in this movie, where he was far from good in the original. When he had... You mean when he had a speaking part? Yes. Because most of this, yeah, it was silent. He was just doing very weird hand motions. I mean, throughout all of it, he actually, like, has proper emotion on his face. That doesn't look stupid. He just, like, he acts like a human more in this movie. I reckon it's because the actor's sad, because he hasn't had much of a career after the first Leprechaun. <laughs> I think his first, his first role was in, like, Pee Wee Herman. Something like that, yeah, yeah. It was really early. And that's, like, five years before Leprechaun. So, yeah. I think, personally, that Leprechaun Returns is a fine movie that if you don't have to pay for or as part of a subscription service somewhere, is worth 
a watch if you're drunk. Yeah. Completely agree. On a Friday instance, night with friends. In this instance, the recent movie surpasses the real movie. Far surpasses yeah. the original. And it doesn't have Warwick Davis. The new the new person they got for the Leprechaun was really good. Yeah, to, to be honest, I thought he did a better portrayal of the Leprechaun than the uh, Warwick Davis did. Just just from the first one alone. Yeah, he... Well, Warwick Davis does get a bit of practice when he gets the Leprechaun back to the hood, which is a sequel to Leprechaun in the hood. Although it's com- being completely retcon now. Those movies don't exist anymore. Yeah. Rip. Anyway, Paddy, do you want to bring us on to our next segment? As we are becoming pressed for time, a big event <laughs> happened yesterday or this morning of recording. The uh, 91st Academy Awards happened, and... It was a pretty good year, I think we can agree. There were some strong movies out this year. We had some disagreements about what should have been nominated and what ultimately won in some categories. But the first one we're going to kick off with is the Best Picture Award, the big one. So up for nominations were... Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favourite, Green Book, Roma... A Star is Born, and Vice. And the winner was Green Book. What's your thoughts on this? Um, well, considering that we're doing a film podcast and we yeah. knew we were going to talk about the Oscars, I watched as very little of these movies. In fact, <laughs> I've only seen Black Panther, Black Klansman, and A Star is Born. So I'm feeling pretty confident that I have no idea what I'm talking about this time. I did watch Green Book. Yeah, we watched it yeah, together. You, you two did. Yes. And from what I understand, you date. quite liked it. I enjoyed it a lot, actually. But I do think that I didn't enjoy it as much as Black Klansman. And I think compared to Black Klansman, the message that it gives out is kind of a bit misguided. How so? So Green Book takes a racist Italian and puts him in the in a car for months. No, weeks, wasn't it? Four weeks? Yeah. Um, with this uh, talented, very talented uh, black musician. And over time, he starts to realise, hey, maybe we're not so different. And that is a heartwarming story, and there are a lot of really, really good moments where uh, the main character starts to realise just how badly these people are treated. But in the end of the film, I guess, spoiler, everything's kind of fine and dandy, and like they, they kind of pretend that those overwhelming problems don't really exist so much whereas if you've seen the ending of Black Klansman they end on the note that everything that happened in this movie was good but these things are still going on and sometimes they are worse than they were back then and that is a much more powerful message than this this white guy and this black guy were friends in a time when that wasn't normal whereas I think Black Klansman puts it together a lot better yeah, although for Gus, I'm one of the people who was glad that Green Book won. Oh, I'm glad it won. It was a good movie, very yeah. good movie. I, I felt the tale of a true friendship and then starting to rely on each other, apart from the fact that they really don't like one another, yeah. really brought me into that movie. I fe- It felt real, whereas Black Klansman, it didn't have quite that punch I'm not saying Black Klansman's a bad movie at all. Hmm. I think it's... I think, personally, it should have been Green Book or Black Klansman that should have won. I just felt the emotional impact of Green Book was far more effective than Black Klansman. 
Green Book does have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it does have one standout emotional moment where um, the main character, whose name I've forgotten, so if you can remember, say it right now. Uh, Dr. Don Shirley. That's the guy. I kept calling him Don Cheadle when we were finished <laughs> watching the movie. Um, he is uh, trying to, to walk away, and uh, Tony, Tony the, the main protagonist, stops him, and he says that he's, uh, he's not black enough to be with his own people, and he's not white enough, uh, he's not white enough to uh, be able to get all of the privileges that white people have, so what is he? And that was a, a really emotional moment where the, the character that we've seen being so like calm and so uh, prepared for everything just kind of breaks down and doesn't know what to do. The part that hit me was the ending. Yeah. Being... Uh, predictable. Predictable. But when Vega Martinson's character... No, let's try to avoid spoilers because I yeah. haven't okay. seen it and we can all agree, well, you two can definitely stand to that people should watch this oh, movie. Oh, should watch Green Book. And I think a lot of people do too because it was nominated. It was like the second highest nominated film of the Oscars this year I think it had six it was like six or seven nominations but I would like to move on to the next category and we've got down best costume now Lewis and I have some debate about this <laughs> because Black Panther did win and I think it deserved to win because based on how much research went into it and how authentic the costumes looked compared to because Lewis thinks the favourite should have won well I think Infinity War should have won but I don't know that wasn't wasn't nominated nominated. just for context the nominees for best costume design were Black Panther the favourite Mary Poppins Returns Mary Queen of Scots and the Ballad of Buster Scruggs I don't even know what that last one was it's the uh, Coen Brothers Oh, okay. I like the cameras. But in my opinion, Infinity War had all of those costumes. I've watched that movie like four times because I'm a shill, but it does have those costumes in there. And it also has a lot more uh, like lavish and a lot more detailed costumes, especially the fact that Thanos' costume does exist. It's not just CGI. That that thing is on Josh Brolin's body. Yeah, but I think a, a lot of it was to do with because they are well the the whole Wakanda sequence is a lot of those costumes were recycled and you didn't yeah. like you basically saw tribesmen and, and I don't know how many were there on the set at the time as opposed to were just green screened in but you saw much more of the Wakandan people yeah. and their culture but and they, they had to build their they had to build like a wardrobes and outfits based upon like an amalgamation of different African tribes to set them to set a fictional country apart and I think that does a lot more and I think it's much harder to do than in your case Infinity War which wasn't nominated or the favourite which we have loads of records for and it's just what 15th no 17th century England I think it was was one of the two 18th century 18th century yeah 1700s and I just think it was much more impressive to me that the costume designer managed to build everything. Well, in Infinity War, it kind of reminds me of Lord of the Rings because you've also got Gamora's like people who we've never seen before. We've also got the dwarves which we've never seen before. There's the the Nova Corps. There's like the the iconic characters. Yeah, but we've seen the Nova Corps. 
Yeah, but Guardians it's all of, the of these different people, and they've they've tweaked and altered these costumes in a way where everything looks kind of coherent, like it could be in the same universe. And this is in a place where like Tony Stark has a nano suit that can heal itself, and it looks kind of plastic. Which looks bad in some scenes. In some scenes, yeah, the scenes where it's clearly CGI, they look quite rough. But the yeah. scenes where you can tell he's actually just wearing a costume look fine. In fact, that's like an argument for practical versus digital is that in scenes where some of these costumes are turned into CGI, they do not look as good. Right. I'm just I'm just glad Black Panther won. I think that costumes is the only good thing that the movie does. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, obviously, it got a lot of attention because of the message it was spreading, and yeah. we're not going to get into that because I don't think we know enough. That's for another but, podcast. Um, That's for a drunk podcast. <laughs> yeah. But we had some disagreements about how much Black Panther was nominated for, yeah. and I think costumes, it was rightly nominated for. Best picture? No. No. no I don't think. It, so, again, I think it was because of the message at the time. Culturally important movie, not a great movie. Yeah. It's a decent movie. I don't think I'll watch it again. Um, has some bad CGI. Didn't win the BAFTA for best visual effect. Which is disgusting to think about. Yeah. It's Especially in a year. Revolting. Okay, so in this one, you can agree with me that Infinity War is much better than Black Panther in that regard. Oh, apart, definitely. Sure. Apart from. Uh, was it Mark Ruffalo in the Hulk bus? That's <laughs> because oh, they probably spent a lot of that budget making the fake trailers. And Thanos. What one do we want to make? We want to move on to editing. Yeah. Because Liam, you and Lewis both disagreed with the winner here because mm. Bohemian Rhapsody won, yeah. if I'm correct. But you two felt Vice mm. should have won. Um, do you want to talk about that? You can go first, Liam. Uh, completely agree. When me and Lewis went to watch the film together, we both walked out the cinema, looked at each other and said, the one standout thing about this movie was the editing. The, especially the black, the, remember the black heart scene. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of uh, symbolism that's done through the editing of that movie. Yeah, yeah. the Galactus scene. Yeah. Exactly, there's a lot of comedic moments that are only done through editing and the strength of the movie and the whole thing is carried through with the way that it's edited whereas Bohemian Rhapsody just has a cool like a couple of cool neat parts with like this one where they're they're showing where they were touring and Freddie Mercury would do a pose and then it would like uh, you know like the the disco album covers where it's like the disco outlines it would do that and then it would show the, the places and then they were doing they were showing the reviews for Bohemian Rhapsody when it was first released because the critics hated the Bohemian Rhapsody song when it was first released. And that scene went on for about 30 to 45 seconds yeah, of was... just flashing of reviews. And there's also that one scene which is now famous because of the film's nomination for editing where um, that it's when they first meet John Reed, who's played by the guy who plays... Aidan um, Gillen. yeah. yeah. And it cuts so many times in such a short scene that it's like, did they not have that guy available to do that take more than once? It's all—it's an awful looking scene. And you, like, people who aren't even into editing will notice. But it's, it's like that scene in Taken 3 where he's jumping over Which the fence. Which one? Fe the one where yeah. he's jumping over the fence and it cuts like 12 times. Because <laughs> I remember being impressed by the Vice trailer. Yeah. Because I was just like, that... It it was quirky, it cut to beats and like story mm. moments and dialogue and I was just like, even then I was like, okay, I know nothing about American politics but the way this trailer is cut and edited together, it flowed and it just felt like the momentum was there. Was Were there any yeah. like lagging points or like mm. dropping points in Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, you mean oh, like parts where it slowed down? Yeah. Oh, yeah, plenty loads. in Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, really? Yeah. The, it, it, 
Bohemian Rhapsody is the film where it's oh you like this song will fit in somewhere mm. or somehow my like, my least favourite part of Bohemian Rhapsody is where they're like here's a song no, here's Freddie working on a song here's the song here's Freddie being weird yeah oh, they, they really play up the fact is that, if that you, like Freddie Mercury doesn't fit in yeah I don't know if you've picked up on the fact that it usually ends in Brian May and Freddie Mercury arguing and then someone doing something a little bit musical. Yep. And then we have a song. Yep, three for, times. For, for Another One Bites to Dust, yep. where Brian, Roger and Freddie are all arguing and Deacon's just there on the bass, mm-hmm. just doing the riff bum, to... Bum, 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 And uh, and we then, were rocky. Yeah. And then it immediately cuts to, oh, this would be a good song. Let's make a song out of this, and then jumps into a live performance of that song. Mm, that uh, that bass riff sounds good, darling. Do it yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> or with uh, "We Will Rock You," no, yeah. dum, dum, when they're arguing, and then it's just, and it jumps into a live performance again of yeah. them doing "We Will Rock You." It does that three or four I guess, times. I guess the editing part of this movie that people are impressed with is that it recreates the entirety of their live aid performance yeah, at the end of the movie, that's which I thought was a uh, dragging moment really yeah because it doesn't play the entire like it doesn't play one entire song because obviously it's a recreation of that concert it plays half of the song next and then to the next song but even then that's not even there's one shot in it that looks good with the the, like it's obviously a drone or cgi and it goes under the piano between freddie mercury's luscious legs and then uh, shows the rest of the the uh, the band and then shows the crowd yeah and that's the one creative shot in the movie i I loved Live Aid in that film. Yeah. In fact, I watched it twice and cried twice. Oh. Yeah. Even though you were taking the mic at me. Yeah, well. So you cried because of strong performances in the film? I cried because of the way, although it's not factually correct, that Lewis. This movie is far from factually correct. um, Him telling the band he has AIDS, the way it was produced was very, very heartwarming and very impactful. And when he's walking out of uh, the clinic and the fan goes, Ayo, Ayo. Yeah. Sorry, my voice broke. Because <laughs> that's what <laughs> I want to uh, touch on briefly because Rami Malek actually won the Academy Award for Best Actor yeah. for Freddie Mercury. And how do you guys feel about that? I kind of feel like he deserved it. Yeah. Um, so let's run through the nominations. Yeah. So to jog your memories. The nominations were very... Rami Malik for Beaming Rhapsody, Christian Bale for Vice, mm. Viggo Mortensen for Green Book, Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, William Defoe for At Eternity's Gate. Well, I didn't know about that last one. But um, I'd say, despite the fact that uh, writing-wise, they hammed up Mercury, and they ham-, yeah. they ham up a lot of stuff in that movie, they're like, oh, he was weird, but let's make him super weird. Well, like, he was a bit... He was sexual, but let's make him literally harass people by slapping everyone on the ass. Like, do you think it's harder to do... Or to do, like, a biopic? Because there's... Obviously, there's so much reference to Freddie Mercury because he was, like... The Queen are such a British icon. Yeah, well, it's kind of... They were, they probably thought while they were making that, we need to end on Live Aid. And the Live Aid performance that Rami Malek does, and most of the performances that he does are really good. Yeah. He's really good at following the cues that Freddie Mercury has already set, but it's in the scenes that are written uh, and aren't actually like just like re- yeah, re-performances of yeah. Freddie Mercury. He comes off... He, he 
he doesn't come off as being weird. He kind of sometimes is annoying and unlikable, but that is a writing oh, yeah. thing. He's mm. definitely acting and is directed quite well. And I think he's I think he's it's on his performance is on par with that of everyone else. I think everyone else was really good this year. Apart from obviously Willem Dafoe because I didn't watch that movie. No. I think very much thoroughly deserve this. His embodiment and his interpretation of Freddie Mercury was near spotless. Honestly, I, I wouldn't be pick a negative comment about his performance. Just his performance. Well, I'm an asshole. Uh, but yeah, he definitely deserved it. And also, I love other Rami Malek yeah. things. Like uh, Mr. Robot, he's fantastic in that. Yeah, so that's how I was introduced to him. Definitely a fantastic actor and deserving of the award. Just picking up what you said, yeah. if you didn't know, uh, Brian May and Roger Taylor, yeah. the guitarist and the bassist of actual Queen, yeah. are producers of this film, and well, they were... That's because Queen's producer of everything that is Queen-related still. Yeah, so they had input mm-hmm. on how they wanted Mary Matt to bring to life Freddie Mercury. They, they constantly gave him advice, which I've seen in multiple interviews about how having talks with Brian and Roger yeah. about what made Freddy Freddy. Yeah, but then that's their interpretation of what made Freddy Freddy. And those private moments where they're not there and he seems like... He seemed like in a lot of scenes, like from what I've, I've read up about what Freddie Mercury was as a, as a person before I, I watched the movie, which maybe I shouldn't have done, but apparently Mercury in private, at least with Mary, his wife, who plays a... Well, her... her character is very important in the movie Yeah, he was a lot calmer and a lot more quote unquote normal than I think a lot of the uh, alone parts or like parts with just her that are in this movie Yeah, he's certainly still it's like ah he's weird Freddy throughout the entirety of the movie and it kind of gets a bit like well this guy wasn't weird the entirety of his life he had moments where he was just a normal dude he hammed it up because he wanted to be a performer. Yeah, I could see that. But but the performance was still good. Yeah. So. It's just, this film isn't... It's not a perfect <laughs> interpretation yeah. of a man who is no longer with us. But a strong film, nonetheless, as Bohemian Rhapsody picked up the most Oscars this year. I believe it was four. And it was nominated it, for... It was, no, I think it won five nominated for four. No. They can't... <laughs> no. No, it was nominated for like six and won four, five out of them. So it cleared, cleaned up. Because one factor or one category it was nominated for was in sound editing and mixing. So I suppose two. And sound mixing, I wanted to discuss because mm. I believe it was Quiet Place. What was that editing? Yeah, it was editing. A sound editing, A Quiet Place went up against Bohemian Rhapsody Snub. and we believe it was kind of snubbed. Yeah. yeah, I believe it is. That's a movie. Well, I'd say both of them are movies where sound is so vital. Yeah. But in one of them, music is vital. And that music's already been written. And or, or like it's differently mixed, but it is like it's still just music. Yeah. So do you think maybe Bohemian Rhapsody should have been in score? I don't know because isn't that original music? Yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. It's, ori- so. it's original. The category is original score. Yeah. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. There's nothing original. Does Bohemian Rhapsody have an original score? No. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember. A I don't even. Is, I don't think it was nominated for original score, was it? No. Because Isle of Dogs won. Was it? No. Isle of Dogs? No. Original score was Black Panther. Because we disagreed on that as well. Well, what, wait, what did it go up against? 
in the original score. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, if Beale Street could talk, Mary Poppins Returns, Isle of Dogs, Black Klansman, and Black Panther. I'd go for Black Klansman. I'd go for Black Klansman. Uh, the the riff goes through the entire film. Yeah, it's way more memorable than anything on Black Panther. I don't remember a single song from Black Panther. Exactly, I watched it twice. No, you you didn't remember the Black. I didn't remember anything from Black Klansman, but I will say I haven't seen it. Like I said, I didn't watch really any of these movies, which makes me a bad host. But Isle of Dogs is made by the same man whose name escapes me, who made Fantastic, Fantastic Mr. Mr. Fox. Fox, and the score in Fantastic Mr. Fox is. Amazing. Can you give us a reenactment? No, I uh, cannot. Um, too good. It's too good. <laughs> but it set the scene. Like, I need to watch Isle of Dogs, but yeah. I'm just saying, Fantastic Mr. Fox wasn't amazing. It's totally off topic, but what was his name? Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Oh, uh, yeah. I yeah. don't know why I didn't remember his name. No, I was thinking Wes Craven, but that's the horror movie that's guy. Nightmare. That's Nightmare. Nightmare so, yeah. <laughs> Scream as very, well, isn't it? Yeah. Very different. <laughs> but but I, pretty fucked up. But a, a film that I wanted to talk about was First Man, yeah. which I believe was nominated for production design, visual effects, sound editing, and mixing, and it won. That's visual effects. Visual effects. Beating Infinity War, Bollocks. Solo, <laughs> Ready Player One, and Christopher Robin. Did you say Solo was on that list? Yeah. Yeah, for best visuals. Ugh. Yeah. There are scenes in that movie that are disgusting. But with First Man, it's Black I think it was overlooked yeah. quite a lot because at times it was kind of overwhelming. Do you remember the arguments people made for Interstellar where they were like, you can't hear over, you can't hear the dialogue and things over Zimmer's music? At times this happened too, but in certain moments it worked so, so well. Do they do moments of pure silence? Yes, actually, there's there's one moment... I didn't get time to finish the film, but there's a moment where Neil Armstrong, who played by Ryan Gosling, and another astronaut in the Gemini program go up to... Aldrin? No, it's not Aldrin, because I don't think they worked together till the Apollo program, uh, but this was Gemini 8. No, it is Aldrin. Was it Aldrin? Yeah. Oh, and um, it's when they attempt to do the first docking. Hmm. And there's, when they first reach, like, go into space or outside the stratosphere, it's completely silenced. And that, for me, was really haunting... Yeah. Because it's just like up there, they are completely alone in space. And I just felt it was really chilling. And then to counteract that, there's moments where you couldn't hear the dialogue. So like when the engines and the rattling, like when they were launching, they were given instructions and feedback to control and you just couldn't hear any of it. And it worked so well because it was just like, it put you in the pod yeah. with them and matched with the extreme close-ups of the characters and the capsules and the POV shots, you were just like, I just felt really cramped watching it. And I just think that was like, kind of like an understated, like tying yeah, together. Like this I, was, I was so impressed with what I saw of um, First Man. Yeah, that and A Quiet Place, they both did very similar things where they use sound and claustrophobia to to make you feel uncomfortable and to make you like, A, a Quiet Place especially, in a movie where you need to be quiet, otherwise these aliens will get you. And I, Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't it doesn't ever do anything like that. It's just no. playing some music. Yeah. And even then I didn't think it was mixed particularly well. Uh some of the some of the times you can barely hear dialogue over the music. Yeah. And it's not in it's not in parts where um like in A Star is Born, where you can't hear the dialogue because the main character has a hearing problem. 
So yeah, that's completely. doing something interesting with sound. And that's kind of what the medium of movies is. It's mixing video and sound to create something unique and yeah. to tell a story in a unique way. And that is not something Bohemian Rhapsody does. Sorry. Sorry, Mr. Mercury. The next uh, animated, best animated movie. My arms are up. I've only seen The Incredibles 2, oh. and all I can say is I'm glad it didn't win, because <laughs> it was not a strong movie. Go watch the, watch the first one if you're going to watch an Incredibles movie. But what did win, and ultimately I think everyone, everyone agrees, yep. was Into the Spider-Verse. Such a beautiful movie. Like I've seen people say that it should have been nominated for Best Picture. Yes. So, yeah. Just instead in general. Of, instead of Black Panther... Oh, yeah. Because, like, yeah. it also has a lot of themes that are to do with... Uh, well, it's not to do with... Um, obviously, Black Panther is about a major power sharing their power with, like, lesser-off countries, which is going to flip because in this way it's Africa that's the yeah. most powerful compared to the United States, which is kind of funny. Um, but Spider-Verse is about, it's about growing up in an urban environment and it's about growing up not knowing what you want to do and it's also about... This, uh, th- this black kid who's been put in a situation where he is more privileged, like way more privileged than a lot of other people that he's close to and are, are like him. And he kind of struggles with that and he's trying to find his, his own place in this world while also having to deal with being the new Spider-Man. And so it, it's, it's definitely a movie that is thought-provoking outside of its obvious like superhero schlock and even then the superhero schlock is done incredibly well probably the best spider-man movie yeah period no although i I need to jump on into the spider-verse doesn't have willem dafoe uh in the green goblin suit (laughs) pretending to be a grandma though that's unfortunate because i watched the first (laughs) spider-man the other day and it's it's campy but it's fun one of my favorite scenes is when he's uh he's pretending to be the grandma and then he turns around i just like the bit towards the end (laughs) where he's like godspeed spider-man and then he just Misery, 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 that's what you are. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I speak for you, Lewis, but I'd say in, <laughs> Into the Spider-Verse, probably the best film of 2018. Mm, I don't know. It's uh, it's up there with uh, Black Klansman for me. Really? Yep. See, I thought Black but Klansman But I'm a Spider-Man was... shell, so... so... Yeah, I thought Black Klansman was good. Yep. But Well, Black Klansman has that interesting dynamic where uh, Adam Driver, the, the white person is fighting for uh like black black people and jewish people yeah and the the black guy is more interested in trying to make uh this group of um i'm trying to think of a term uh there's a black group of college students who are trying to it's the student union yeah the student union uh they're trying to like rebel against the police and he's trying to convince them that the police aren't all bad like they like look at look at think of all these police they care about you yeah uh, so I thought that that dynamic added a lot to the movie and it kind of escalated that movie quite high up for me also I don't like David Duke so anything that like actively <laughs> pisses him off makes me quite entertained well nobody likes David Duke loads of people well, like well, David Duke yeah. like the, the wrong well, people like yeah. David Duke all I can say is Topher Grace in that movie isn't bad I, I believe he's David Duke Oh yeah, and it's just like, holy shit! You've actually done stuff after Spider-Man Three. Wait, is that Eddie Brock? Yeah, oh Topher Grace God. plays <laughs> plays Eddie Brock, and he was in what I'd say was an even worse film after Spider-Man Three, and that was Predators. I like the Predators. 20, bug off. Twenty eleven. I think it's twenty eleven's Predators. That was a good return to form for the franchise. It's an awful, awful film. It's truly awful. Put, put me in front of Put me in front of Spider-Man Three any yeah. day. Instead what of about Predators. Leprechaun Two? 
Uh, Level nah. 2 or Predators? No, I wouldn't go that far, but I wouldn't say Adrian Brady is good in that role. Adrian Brady's fine. I highlight in Black Clansman, who doesn't seem to get any recognition, was Michael Buscemi as the detective who works alongside Adam Driver and Washington. Well, yeah, he doesn't do much. No, he doesn't. No, I think the scenes he is in the film, yeah, he's, he's, he, he he's shines. Done. He shines a lot more than he did in Grown Ups. I don't know, I wouldn't say shines. I'd just say he's, like, he's, just, kind, he's of just kind of there. there. But yeah, he is better than he is in Grown Ups <laughs> because he's better than just wallowing in shit. So. <laughs> we should touch on director. Yeah, that's an important mm. one. Because the film that won, none of us saw. Oh! Uh-oh. And that was Roma. Yeah. Thoughts on Roma, guys? Um... Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was a great movie. It definitely <laughs> deserves a win. Very unique. Watch it on Netflix. Yeah, it's in black and white, I think. Maybe? I believe so. Yeah. I've seen it's, it's in cap. black and white. Foreign film. Go, yeah. go check out Roma. <laughs> um, but I believe those are the main ones we wanted to talk about. Yeah. I suppose actor. We, we touched on actor, didn't we? Yeah, we touched on Rami, Rami, Rami That's true. Very briefly. Um, but I do kind of want to talk about A Star Is Born. Yeah. A bit more because that was nominated for quite a few. Well, did it win any? Yeah, it, it won, won best, best original, original song, song for Shallow, which was good. It made me quite sad. Yeah, like out of all of the films and songs nominated, again, didn't see many. Yeah, but the nominees for best original song were Shallow, A Star Is Born, All the Stars for Black Panther, which I can't recall that again. song. Is that the rap song? Probably, I don't know. Again, I can't rec- I Have they not very seen Spider-Vis' OST? I'll fight for RBG. Place where lost things go for Mary Poppins Returns. I've heard that. And okay. where a cowboy trades his spurs for wings, the bow the buster scrubs. So, mm. Shallow's rightly won that category. Yeah, I, a, I don't remember the Black Panther song. There's a couple of songs in Spider-Vis that I put up there, because the, yeah. the songs that they use, are a lot of them are original. I believe. Yeah, Post Malone done most of them, didn't he? Yeah, Sunflower is a very sweet song, but it's not as good as Shallow. No. From an artistic standpoint, I prefer it more. I'll listen to it more. They performed Shallow on stage at the Oscars. Wow. Yeah. Lady Gaga guy and Bradley Cooper. Must have been so sweet. I didn't realise how good of a singer Bradley Cooper was. He put so much work into yep. this role, and I think he was probably the standout of the movie for me. Lady Gaga was nominated for Best Actress. Don't Lost Olivia Coleman. Yeah, Olivia Coleman won. Don't know if she should be on... Is this her first acting role? No, because she's been no. in American Horror Story as the Countess in American Horror Story Hotel. But I heard she wasn't good in that. Yeah. No, she wasn't. But it mm. was, yeah, there was a solid performance in The Star Is Born. Yeah, I thought she was really good. Some notes I thought were flat. It was more overacting than acting. There, there wasn't, to me, there wasn't many subtleties uh, to what Lady Gaga was doing. Halfway through the movie, she kind of improves dramatically, and um, there's one scene particularly uh, where. Um, but is that because in the se- in the second half of the movie, she's doing what to do? It's just yeah, but it's more Lady Gaga personality. Well, I, I think it's I think. more. Because I was like, what was it Ali? Yeah. Ali's her, yeah. the character's name and her pop star kind of thing was, to me, I was just like, that just seems like a toned down version of Lady Gaga. Well, her character is kind of like put in this conflicting situation where she's doing a lot of things she doesn't want to do, but she also doesn't want to give up uh, what, she's in, what she feels like she's earned. And there's definitely moments where you can tell that she doesn't want to do a lot of the things that she's doing. For example, there's one moment in particular where she's on her tour and she tells her dancers to go away because she wants to do it on her own and be like a, a solo artist who 
proves to her fans that she deserves this. And then she's like, how well did I do? And the guy whose name I forget, he... Oh, the manager. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, you were great. His name either. You were great, but next time you use the dancers because they won't care about you unless you have your dancers. It goes from, like, this ecstatic look. It's kind of a mix between anger and disappointment, and there's a lot of times in that movie where she, she shows a lot of emotion in her face. There's not so much in delivery. She doesn't seem to have much... No, like, like range there. One of which the, is weird for a singer. One of the most dramatic scenes was them in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. And they basically they both step over the line. And Bradley Cooper is a phenomenal actor. Definitely deserved to be nominated for best actor and director. I legitimately thought he was drunk the entire movie. <laughs> it was. It was really it's good. A very good drunk performance. And in that scene when he was just like, where she had a dig at his dad for yeah. being his drinking buddy, and he's just like, my dad has more talent in his fucking pinky than you do in your whole body. You're just like, holy shit, Bradley yeah, Cooper's properly. Pissed. He's really pissed. And then you just, to me, it just had kind of Lady Gaga just being like, yeah, well. And it's just like yeah. I, I, I said to Liam earlier, it felt more they'd pick Lady. Gaga because she could sing first and foremost. Well, originally the role was going to be Beyonce. I don't know how I feel about that either. I feel like that might have been worse. Yeah, well, the only the only thing I can remember Beyonce acting in is Austin, Austin Powers, Powers Gold <laughs> Member, when she plays Foxy Cleopatra, and she's a whole lot of woman. Yeah, I was I was I was impressed with Lady Gaga, but there were there were times where I didn't quite believe the chemistry between the two of them. But I just wanted to I just wanted to give a shout out to A Star Is Born because it was one we hadn't touched on, but it was kind of a big surprise. Yeah, it's really up it's... there actually at like how much I personally enjoy it. Also yeah. made my girlfriend cry a lot and I laughed. I don't know if it's gonna come with a shock to you. Bradley Cooper was not nominated for Best Director. What? No, sorry, he wasn't. I completely pulled that out. He should have been. Yeah. He should have been. Because that was his directorial debut. And this movie in particular is very important to Bradley Cooper as a person because the character that he plays went, uh, like, he actually went through a lot of the same kind of things that that character went through, like alcoholism mm. and, like, the way that his character is always showing off and doing things that could get him killed because he wants to act cool. And so Bradley Cooper personally hasn't touched a piece of alcohol since 2004 oh wow did not know that yeah so a little clap but yeah that movie is not just a movie that he wanted to make it's also a movie that's very important to Bradley yeah. Cooper as a person it kind of shows in how well he like how much soul he puts into his character so perhaps well, who, who was nominated for best director I'm just trying to see who was who could we replace for Bradley Cooper um, the nominations for best director were Powell Powelliskowski is that Roma is that Roma no it's called War oh Spike Lee for Black Klansman mm. Yorgos Lanthimos for The Favourite and I'm sorry if I'm butchering, the, butchering these names Adam McKay for Vice <laughs> Sorry if I'm butchering the names as the most like yeah. Anglo-Saxon name. And uh, Alfonso Cuaron for Roma, which won. Okay, we can replace him because we didn't watch Roma. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry. Obviously, he's Alfonso. listening and he's like, ah, Sorry, fuck. Alfonso, but Bradley <laughs> on real to recent, you have lost to Bradley Cooper. <laughs> Get a better beard. Does he have a beard? Don't know. Oh, look, look, look. <laughs> if he doesn't have a beard, fuck him best he has stubble he has a grey stubble Bradley Cooper's beard was magnificent it was oh the one problem I had with A Star Is Born is someone who drinks as much as he does should be dead should not have abs he yeah. should not be that skinny and have abs. I was watching it and I was like, damn, if you can do that, why can't I do that? Uh, he's steroids. Not that I drink. 
Yeah, but that's too. That's for his ear. I'm pretty sure. No, 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 no. They stab it into his ass. Yeah, but that doesn't give you abs when you. What drink. do you use steroids for tinnitus? Oh, you, I think you can. There's no cure for sure. it. It's just like well, injecting steroids into your ass. Thought he was doing it so that should not he keep, could keep you, his abs. Should not keep <laughs> you from putting on like a beer belly. You're right. Was it for his tinnitus? Tinnitus or tinnitus? I think it's both. But oh, the the uh, the steroids would be placed into his ears, whereas this one was shot right into his bum hole. Oh. Not, not bum hole, but <laughs> like bum cheek. Cheek. Yeah, yeah. I thought you could. So yeah, Star was born. Sorry, Alfonso. You've lost Best Director from real to recent. <laughs> We're the better award anyway. Yeah, we are the better award. Fuck we should make our own R2R award. Well, obviously, it would go to us. Well, it's, it's difficult to do because we didn't watch all of the movies, <laughs> but Best Actress. Olivia Coleman, British act- actress. She's bringing it home for us. <laughs> the favourite. Liam, you're the only one who watched this. Or you're the only one who started watching this movie. Yeah, I, honestly, I had to quit this movie. Everything about this movie was top-notch. The casting, the costume design, the production design, the producer of this film. I just couldn't get into the story. I didn't quite get what was meant to be happening. It wasn't your type It's not my type yet. It's a big Tory film, isn't it? Yeah. About Tories. The favourite had two Best Actress nominations. It was Rachel Weisz. That that was for Supporting Actress. Who was... The other the, one. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Oh, I, keep, I always forget she's in that movie. Yeah, but Emma, like Emma Stone, Stone. and Easy Olivia Coleman were both nominated for that film. From what I've heard, well, obviously Olivia Coleman won, so she must have brought who in is, the best performance. Who is a phenomenal actress. Mm-hmm. I've only, seen, I've only seen her in The Peep Show, so I can't say. I love Peep Show. Um, she's great in that. See, I don't like The Peep Show. I don't think you don't like Peep funny. Show? No. Oh. Um, but I, I like think you. it just goes to show how much work went into a favourite because I don't think any other category got two nominations for the same film definitely not for actor no I don't um, believe so I was just double check but I I kind of wanted Melissa McCarthy to win because I think she is amazing because I'm pretty sure for the um, Golden Globes she bought sandwiches to the awards show so people wouldn't go hungry throughout. Wow, that's such great acting talent, Paddy. No, but the, <laughs> the, the very fact that she's up there, like, I don't know what, how many, like, what major... What movie was this for? Uh, can You Ever Forget Me? Yeah. Were you, yeah. Can You oh. Which was uh, a crime drama. Can You Ever Forgive Me? God, we really don't know. Melissa McCarthy's a very weird actress because she'll go in, like, shit, like, Spy and Ghostbusters, and they go. Off don't you dare! Spy is a good. Spy is a funny film. Spy, spy is spy a funny is film. Okay, it's an okay film with some decent jokes. That was the first Melissa McCarthy film I've seen. Admittedly, it's the only Melissa McCarthy film I've you seen. You watched Ghostbusters? No, I, I didn't watch Ghostbusters, but I loved her in that film. But okay. I think it makes it all more funny is that she won a Razzie the day before I think the Oscar. Two days, two days before she won a ra- two Razzies. Yeah. One was for worst actress, worst actress and in redeeming award and redeeming award for the happy. Can you forgive me? Yeah. Wait, what? She that the, movie? Like yeah, the Oscar-winning movie. Uh, sorry, Oscar-nominated no. movie. Yeah. Yeah. But she no. won the Razzie. No, but she won worst actress Razzie for Happy oh, Time. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Happy I Time thought, Murders. Happy Time Murders. I thought you meant she won the Razzie for the same movie. And no. Like, no. Oh, are they high? Should we transition into the Razzies? We'll run through the Razzies quick and news. Liam, you've got those, so take us away, please. Like the Oscars, we'll start with Worst Picture. Yeah. Nominations were 
Holmes and Watson, mm. Gotti. Then mm. never heard of it. The Happy Time Murders. Yep. Robin Hood and Winchester, with Holmes and Watson taking home um, winning the Worst Picture Award. While I haven't watched Holmes and Watson, I did watch Winchester, and Winchester was fucking awful. I watched Robin Hood, and that was fucking awful. But I I didn't watch any of them. <laughs> I don't think you need to if no. you're nominated for a Razzie. I'm just a host. I, I wholeheartedly agree without watching it that Holmes and Watson is deserving of that award. <laughs> I've seen the trailer and it was bad enough. Also, so bad that Netflix passed it over. Yeah, they yeah. were like they were gonna get given it. And they were like, and they turned it down. They were like, nah, <laughs> we don't want that. Okay, Liam, next one, please. Worst actress. The nominations were Melissa McCarthy for The Happy Time Murders and Life of the Party, Jennifer Garner, Amber Heard, Helen Mirren, and Amanda Seyfried, with the winner being Melissa McCarthy. Helen Mirren? Yeah, she's in Winchester. Yeah, for Winchester. Is it? Does she? She's not a bad actress, though. Is no, it? The, she's great. Is it just because you saw Win? You, Lewis, you said you saw Winchester. Yeah, she's you? awful. She's awful in it. She's really bad. Oh, that's really surprising. Yeah, I thought it was she because... does not give a single shit for the entirety of that movie. Is this a paycheck movie? This is a. <laughs> this is a one hundred percent paid money, money, money movie. Maybe she made some tax problems. Money, Mirren. tax decisions that didn't quite line up. How many more have you got left? Eight more categories. Okay, do we just want to run through the winners? Yeah. Then the worst actor award went to Donald J. Trump as himself in The Death of a Nation and Fahrenheit Eleven Nine. He was also in Black Klansman. Yes, he was. Yeah. Worst supporting actor, John C. Riley for Holmes and Watson. Which I feel kind of, again, I haven't seen it. Yeah. And I'm glad I haven't. But it's kind of bad to know because he is, he is an Academy Award nominated. In fact, this as, year well, he's been in a lot of good movies. Yeah. He's given a really strong. He was in Stan and Ollie, and that, from what I heard, was an incredible movie. Yeah. Like that was on like ninety. 7% of Rotten Tomatoes for a very, very long time. And he was in Wreck-It Ralph too. So if we can establish anything, it's Will Ferrell is not good for careers. <laughs> Will Ferrell will burn your career to <laughs> fucking ground. Yeah. Um, next category, Worst Supporting Actress, was Kellyanne Conway as herself in Fahrenheit 11.9, who, also in that category, Melanie Trump was nominated. Nice. Yeah, but I'll get all the Trumps in there. Worst screen combo was D- Donald, Ch- Donald J. Trump and his self-perpetuating pettiness. <laughs> That's not an official award. The worst remake, rip-off or sequel was Holmes and Watson. The worst director was Etten Cohen for Holmes and Watson. <laughs> worst screenplay was Fifty Shades of Freed. See, I've watched this, actually. What is it? Is it a it's the sh- it's the final it, Fifty Shades movie. Oh, yeah, and I f- I forgot that movie came out. That movie is awful. Not just like worst script. I'd put worst actor and actress in there. Damn, awful movie. And the final award was the Razzie Redeemer Award that went to Melissa McCarthy for Can You Ever Forgive Me, <laughs> which she was uh, an Oscar nominee for. Fair enough. So in Fair one enough. night she won the worst actress. And the Razzie Redeemer Award. How many people actually go and pick up their Razzies? Halle Berry did. <laughs> Halle Berry picked up her Razzie well, she really for wanted an award. Catwoman. But I think she went with the Oscar she won, <laughs> which is amazing. I think she's one of the only people to go get her. If I want her. a Razzie, I get my Razzie. You definitely go. Yeah. So props to 
her. It would have been great if Melissa McCarthy went, but I don't know if she did. Doesn't want to remember the puppets coming all over the floor. That's no. a scene. Is it actually? Yeah. I, I'm actually not, going to watch this one. Not just the floors, but the walls and the ceilings too, and the people. I'm about what there's, a, there's a lot of semen. <laughs> okay, that seems like a fairly good yeah. finishing point. If you've made it this far, thank you very much for listening to our nonsensical ramblings about the 91st Academy Awards and the two awful, awful Leprechaun movies. Awful. Make Great. sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at Real2Recent. That's R-E-E-L-2, as in the number two, recent. Subscribe to the RSS feed on iTunes and the YouTube channel. <laughs> I've been one of your hosts, Paddy Innes, joined by Liam Waddington and Lewis White. Do you guys have anything you would like to plug? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lewis underscore D underscore White. And you can also find me writing for MS Power Users uh, gaming section. That's MSPowerUser.com. I'm also a regular now on the uh, Digital Diaries podcast, which you can find on Twitter at project underscore DD. You can find me on Twitter at Liam underscore Waddy, which is W-A-D-D-I-E. And you can also find my film blog, where I review all the latest films that come to cinema at Liam W Portfolio, no spaces on WordPress. Great. And until next time, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Do I just press stop?